all I need is beer to sustain my lifestyle. Well, that's true. That's what the Beer Eerie podcast is all about. <laughs> always food but food can never be beer liquid bread yep that's basically what you're saying yeah it is so with that said welcome, you started welcome to the beer eerie podcast welcome back everybody i was prepared for you the whole time and i'm really excited that you're back she wasn't she I wasn't was. ready i know i know the truth i'm always ready for my friends my beer eerie friends again welcome back we are your hosts as always my name is Ethan Watts. I'm Allison Sasso. With you, as always, is Allison Sasso, much like Garth, I suppose. <laughs> What's up, Garth? Is Garth. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's been a minute. Sorry for the long break. Uh, some people have obligations and shit. Yeah, it's a true story. How was your last two weeks there, Allison? Well, it's been a little interesting. I feel like it's probably been interesting for all of us, in a way. As Kansas City's personal tarot reader, I did do a little private three-card reading on COVID-19. Oh, how did that yep. go for you? Not great. Oh, great. Cool. So I got the Five of Wands reversed, the Tower, and Justice reversed, which in my estimation means that the conflict is going to be internal. It'll be very chaotic, and possibly officials are lying to us. But again, I have only 78 cards to back me up and zero evidence. So, what are you going to do? 78 <laughs> cards. Those cards have a lot of validity and a lot of backing on those, too. Well, it was eerie. <laughs> the tower is a little bit eerie. Anyways, so, what's been happening with you this week? Oh, uh, well, I had work, you know, work obligations, had drill and all that stuff, so. That's exciting. It went fine. It was great. Uh, although, March 1st started the trout fishing season for Bennett Springs down in Lebanon, Missouri. Is That's, trout fishing fun? Is it oh good? my god, I love trout fishing. I I'm only I'm only like a year or two into it, uh, just because, like I when I moved down there to Lebanon, uh, I never really fished, and then the people I'm next door neighbors to really do fish. So I did you learn from them? Yes. That's exciting. Mom and dad taught me very well. Making friends. <laughs> I Making call friends. Them, I call them my mom and dad. Hi, mom and dad. Step <laughs> step parents. Well, there you go. They listen occasionally. Yeah. Take that, Mom. <laughs> Funny. Um, but, yeah, so I've been trout fishing a lot. We, we've caught a lot. The first day we were doing it, we, like, ripping them right out of the river, like, left and right. It was pretty fun. Um, that's always the best time to go. But then it started getting windy and cold and nasty. and Gross. Yeah, it's really shitty because then when you go, you you know, you catch all these fish, and then you're like, fuck, I still have to go up to up the hill and go cut all these and then wet my hands in the cold rain, and oh god! It's... And then eat them. Yeah, well, you don't eat them that night, but we save them, and we're ready. We're about to do a fish fry. Fish fry. Fish fry. That's you what tried. I'm trying to say. You got there three times. You did. <laughs> that makes it real. But yeah, uh, it's it's definitely fun, and we like it a lot. That's fun. Did anything eerie happen while you were in the river? Mm, just fish coming off my hook. That's pretty eerie. That's not. I mean, that's just more annoying than eerie. <laughs> it happens a lot more than I would like. I think the only thing eerie that happened to me was shopping during amidst all of the tension. It was like, it's like what I would imagine shopping during the zombie apocalypse to be like. The zombie apocalypse. Yeah, the zombie apocalypse. The zombie apocalypse. It's it's called a portmanteau. You push push two words together, the zombie apocalypse, rather than zombie apocalypse. It saves time, but it didn't this time because I had to explain everything to you. Thanks a lot, Ethan. Jeez, you you ruined it. Great ruiner. (laughs) It is definitely like shopping during the zombie apocalypse. I feel really bad for people with allergies 
because they're out there like just you know having watery eyes and sneezing and coughing, but like everybody's giving them the side eye. Yeah. I did see my first TP hoarder. Yeah. Um, how was that? Oh well, first of all, I just chuckled a bunch. Her cart was full of Charmin Basic, and I talked to a friend about it online, and she was like, "Does that mean she's a Basic B?" Yes. <laughs> yes. It yes. Does. So anyway, we know that COVID-19 is happening, and you're probably self-quarantining if you're smart, and that's why Ethan and I decided to do the podcast. Well, we would have been doing it anyway, but we just decided that people need podcasts now more than ever, so we are here for you. Beery Eerie is here for you. In your time of need. Yeah, in your time of need. <laughs> While you're stuck at home. Ethan, you said that we got a five-star review. We did. Yes. Would you mind reading that for us? I will read it. Okay. It says... Wow, you guys are freaking hilarious, and I think that you guys are the best sibling pair to exist. This, this burn strain. Burt's train? Burt's train guy. Gal? I'm not really sure. Whoever this is, you're amazing and smart and wise. They go on to say, I can't wait for you guys to release more content. It's happening right now. The we content are, is being The released. time is up. You are now in the more content area. Way to experience the joy that we are experiencing <laughs> right now. What are you drinking this week? This week, I was drinking the uh, Jameson Cold Brew. Um, I don't know why. We talked about it a little bit. I keep going with the weird whiskeys. And I know, like, when I pick them up off the shelf, I'm like, don't do it. Don't. Don't. Stop. But I can't resist. And so, like, I bought the IPA edition. I bought a pineapple whiskey the other day, which is terrible. Have you like, tried peanut butter whiskey? I do like Screwball. I refuse to try it, but it's if you really say good. it's good. They also they have a, a, a peanut butter jelly shot. Oh no. Oh my god, it is so good. Nasty. And it's like it's like Red Bull with, with peanut butter shot. It does taste like peanut butter and jelly, and it is really good. I'm Why not gonna want that. It's oh my gosh. I'm probably gonna have one tonight later. Oh my god. Well I'm having something that's actually good, which is the Boulevard Irish Ale, because today is Snake Saturday as of this recording. Now, by the time it reaches your ears, it probably won't be. But was I was trying to get in the St. Patty's Day mood because all the parades are canceled, so at least at my house, you can get a little Irish in me. Yeah. Phrasing. Yeah, you oh, can man. go kiss your husband. So Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Tony. Uh, yeah, okay. So what are we talking about this week? This week is my week to host. I know, I'm really excited about this. I've been pumped about it all week because... I get to sit back and just listen and enjoy the story time, and it's and, oh, it's and have be, witty banter. Be, well, hopefully, <laughs> not incoherent banter. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but this week, we are going to talk about, and as I say this, I'm going to raise my hands to the. He's raising them up. He's making the triangle. Illuminati. Oh dear God. We're going to talk about it. It's the pyramid. It's happening. We're going to talk about it. Uh, Illuminati. So here we go. Gross. <laughs> So, this story actually starts with a one man. His name is Adam Weishaupt. Weishaupt. Yes. He, at the time, during this time, and we're in 1773 right now. Almost America's birthday, but not quite. Not quite. We're thinking about it. Thinking about it hard. We're having a lot of false men going to America trying to find riches and not knowing actually how to be a frontierman. That's kind of what's happening during this time period. Don't take Ethan literally. He knows less about history than I do. Bullshit. <laughs> Probably. False. True. <laughs> anyway, so Adam Weissop is a professor at the University of Ingolstadt, which is in Germany, which is a lot of where this takes place in. This university is actually ran by a group, kind of sort of ran by the 
Jesuits? Jesuits. Jesuits. That's right. Jesuits. We we were just discussing how to pronounce that name. Um, it's kind of like one of those like oh we kind of run it but we don't really not in the public scene you know so. But they're the ones behind the scene, pulling all the strings. Correct. The puppeteers. Yes. Jesuits. So the Jesuits are running the the university. And they are the. Did you tell me they were Catholic? They are Catholic. They are okay. they are the Order of Jesus, which is Catholic, which is a problem for Wysop because he is a Protestant. There's uh, never been in the history of mankind any dissension between the Catholics and the Protestants. Never, ever. never have they ever conflicted. Never. <laughs> so, Wysop has an issue because he's teaching his way, and it's a, it's a Protestant way, and the Jesuits are trying everything in their power to like discredit him and make him not a very informative teacher basically and they're basically just being assholes it's a smear campaign yeah it's, a, it's definitely a this smear guy, campaign he sucks right so Wysup is a very progressive and very liberal thinker and he's got all these enlightenment ideas because we're in the enlightenment period this time ah the enlightenment the time yes. of reason and individualism correct yes. and we're he he's definitely preaching all these ideas and progress trying, Secularism, separation of church and state. You know, things that we shouldn't have at all. We shouldn't have separation of church and state? No, never. Yes, we should. <laughs> Anyways. So, as he's doing this, um, the Jesuits are trying to tell him he's not accurate or whatever. So, what do you do when you have this issue? You have a hostile work environment and you can't really go about your ideas and, like, tell everybody about them, right? Quit. You quit. Quit. That's what you do. You like, go go really? somewhere else. Go work with people who you like. No, go find people that have the same idea, Alice. Well, I Jeez. said that essentially. <laughs> go find cool people. So Wysop goes out and he tries to find somebody, some organization with similar ideas. He finds the Freemasons at this time. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So he finds the Freemasons and he looks about trying to join them. One big problem for him, though. He's broke. <laughs> he can't afford the entry fees. Okay, so are you telling me that the only thing that helps you get into the Freemasons is, like, money? Or, like, all secret societies is, like, money? It's a money thing? Uh, I don't know about all, but pretty much. <gasps> only rich man can join Freemasons. <laughs> only rich man can afford the finer things in life. Like tarot. Like, big ideas. I guess. <laughs> um, so, when you can't afford your way into a secret society like the Freemasons, the only other option you're left with is... It's quitting! No, not quitting. God, you quitting. Just, you just quit. You go read a book. Build it. Build it like a race car. If you can't afford it, build it. I was thinking more like Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come? More or less. I mean, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so Wysup goes about and he's like, hey, so I'm going to go ahead and create my, my own secret society so I can share my ideas with, with people of like-mindedness. So, March 1st, 1776, Wysup goes about and creates the organization that is known as the Bund der Perfektionisten. Could you pronounce that better? Yeah, I I'll try. Okay. <laughs> Bund der Perfektibilistein. Okay, so we have some notes this week. Ethan actually took some really detailed notes, and I'm going to help him with some of the pronunciations, and even I might get them wrong. And if we do, that's we're human. We are flawed. So, we're sorry. You can feel free to correct us at Beery Eerie. I'm really terrible at this. Podcast on Facebook or wherever. Okay, can I just take a quick break before we get further and say that you might be picking up just a little bit of my disdain for secret societies, and here's why. 
So oh boy. I kind of, I don't know if you can hear me rolling my eyes as hard as I possibly they can. can. They can hear the fluid in your can eyes. They, can they hear me just being like, ugh, with all, with all secret societies? Here's, here's my problem. One, I feel like secret societies, I mean, I want to know the secrets. I really do. Two, they didn't let in women. So I'm already banned based on my gender. Three, I feel like possibly the secrets aren't really worth knowing. Like maybe they aren't that great. Maybe. Possibly. Anyways, four, I, I realized through talking with my husband and other people that secret societies are a thing for people to have examined historically ideas that maybe they weren't allowed to examine because other institutions were in charge, like the Catholic Church, for example. Again, like the Jesuits, like you said, mm-hmm. um, didn't want people exploring certain ideas or straying from what was the norm of the church. But at the same time, I'm just like, okay, well, I, I want to know the secrets is really what this boils down to. Like, I, I think that we should explore exciting ideas that are maybe against the norm. Hello, Beery Eerie. But I, I want to be included. I want to be inclusive of all people. Women aren't allowed. This is an all-boys club. This sucks. <laughs> so the, the, the covenant of the perfectibility meets up in March 1st, 1776. The five members are Weissop, Mosenhausen, Behoff, Mers and Suter. What do you need in a secret society, though, if you want to stay anonymous? It's, is this like Fight Club, where you don't talk about Fight Club? Essentially, yes. So However, what do you need? Yeah, what do you need? Well, not the internet, because somebody's going to share some memes, and yes. you guys are going to be found out. 1776, stay off the internet. <laughs> uh, you need an invisibility cloak. Similar. You need a bar where no one knows your name. The opposite of cheers. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and help you out here. Okay, great. <laughs> Aliases. <laughs> so names? They come up with secret names for each other. To include Weissop with Spartacus, Mazenhausen was Ajax, and like Suter's name was Erasmus Rotoradamus. You have to call me Dragon. As long as you don't touch my fucking drum set. You have to call me Nighthawk. <laughs> I want to be Trash Panda or Garbage Person. <laughs> Thunder Kitty, 2,000. 5,000? I'd stop there, 10,000. Jesus. I just anyway. get, all I'm thinking about is Parks and Rec. 10,000 candles in the year. Okay, first of all, it's Little Sebastian, and it's your 5,000 candles in the wind. Get it right. I said 10,000, because that's how much I cared about Little Sebastian compared to you. That's not accurate. So anyways, the group meets up, and their, their idea and their purpose behind the meeting is to spread these enlightenment ideas of secular and being a forward thinker and free. I think you mean they're not eliminating the secular ideas from the government. They're, like, making secular ideas in government. They're eliminating the sacred from government, the separation of church and state. Yeah, that's what I do mean. Okay. Oops. That's okay. <laughs> Big We've been oops. drinking. Just a little. <laughs> so they're the, the covenant of perfectibility... Is spreading enlightenment ideas. Yes. And they're trying to just push push their ideas into the society so then they can ultimately get rid of the Jesuits, honestly, but without saying that. You know what I mean? Well, just like equal footing, maybe. Like the Jesuits believe one thing, but here's another thing that you could believe. Yeah. As long here's as you're another not a thing. woman. <laughs> as long as you're not a woman. <sighs> so, number one, when you have a secret society, what's your ultimate objective? You need a following, right? Is that the ultimate objective? I thought it was to remain secret. I mean, ultimately, yes, but we know that they're terrible at that because we all know about them, clearly. But you need following. So you, what do they do? They set out and recruit people with their same like-minded ideas. The ultimate frontrunner for this is a guy named Mazenhausen, a.k.a. Ajax, by his alias. 
Mazenhausen is a very adamant person on recruiting, and he goes about and tries to recruit all the wrong people for the perfectibilists or whatever. And he's going about trying to recruit people that are like, oh, they're of different religious pe- views, they're of different societies. They they just, he's ultimately recruiting the wrong people according to Wysock. The wrong people like women? Yes. No. Well, no, wait, no, no. Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a secret society. So yeah, there's a bunch of men in it. <laughs> so uh, Wysock, or uh, Mazenhausen gets in trouble a lot for this. To in fact, he gets in trouble for his quote unquote erratic love life. His erratic love life? Yes. Is he smooching with recruits? He is definitely trying to bone people that mm, he probably shouldn't be boning. He's smooching with recruits. There is a... You can uh, bone whoever you want, by the way. As long as you're a consenting adult. Me! Everybody, yeah. Everybody's consenting. I agree. Um, but don't recruit the people you're smooching. Yeah, because if you're smooching those people, I mean, if you smooch too many people, aren't people going to get jealous? I mean, yes. They will. So ultimately. he's causing... <gasps> Oh my gosh, this is like soap opera. He's causing <laughs> the society to break down because he's smooching everybody. Yes, he is causing a lot of rift in the just started organization. That's not perfect. That's yes. not that's not perfect. We're not perfectibilists. Prefer- no, we're not perfer- perfect at all right now. But Mazenhausen does a really good job at recruiting. He also recruits a very known person, goes by the name of Xavier von Swack. Uh, Xavier von Swack is actually a former pupil slash student of Weissopt. I wonder if they smooched. They probably did. Ooh, yay. Ooh, gross. It's exciting. <laughs> I don't want to know about their love life. Gross. Mm. <laughs> but anyways, he, he ends up recruiting Von Swack. Weissop captures wind of Mazenhausen's erratic love life and his terrible recruiting options. So he decides, eh, this guy's not really making the cut here. We should probably uh, get rid of him before he lets all the word out about our secret society. He's not being very secret. He's, he's not very. pillow talking all of his recruits. He really is. Uh, so Weishaupt goes about and removes Mazenhausen from recruitment. He removes him, sets him aside, and puts Von Swack in his place. Von Swack. Von Swack. Von it sounds Swaggin. like a cool, like, cologne name, honestly. It's gonna get Zwacky in here. You got that Von Swack on you? Zwacky. <laughs> uh, Von Swack actually does a very good job at recruiting, recruiting the right people, first of all, and not sleeping with his recruits. That's probably, that, that's. That's the winning element right Ultimately, there. Ultimately, the bar was set so low by Mazenhausen that Von Smack could just be like, hey, I'm here, and be fucking perfect. <laughs> yes. So Von Swack then takes in charge of this area, uh, which we're in Munich right now, and he, he does a very good job at recruiting people. For their secret perfectibility. Secret covenant. society, yeah. When does it get to be the Illuminati? In 1778, they decide to change their name because they realize they're condescending assholes. To the Order of the Illuminati. Because that doesn't sound more condescending. No, not at all. <laughs> and pretentious. The Illuminated. That, that's who they are. Mm-hmm. When they change their name to the Order of the Illuminati in 1778, they're in such places as like Ingolstadt, they're in Ravensburg, uh, Freisburg, that's not right, Freisingen is mm-hmm. the name, and Eichstätt. Yep. Yes. Those are places, <laughs> I assume. So what's the basic organization of this group, right? Yeah, that's what I think people are really here to know. Like, what is the Illuminati? Not just the history, although this is the history, but but what is it? What makes it so alluring? Yes. So they have a basic rank structure of three groups. They have the novice, which is your F and G, the, the fucking new guy group. The noobs. Yes. Noobs. We, we'll take you in, fucking new guy. Uh, they have the Minerval, which is like their basic rank. It's like the sergeant, basically, of, of the group. 
And then you have the illuminated Minerva, which is the higher. It's the officer so of like, the group. So like three guys. Three guys. Are illuminated and the rest are just grunts. Yes. So we're going to just divide it up like this with mm. only like 20 people in the group right now. Yeah. So like three guys. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> um, so they go about, uh, they have this, and then he also sets up his group like a spy organization. So he leaves one toxic environment, which is the Jesuits, to just make another toxic environment of the Illuminati, which is just a big old spy organization. Let's keep tabs on each other, and let's just call each other out on different little things, right? I guess. It's so stupid. <laughs> well, you said they had passwords and si- secret signs and symbols and stuff, too. Yes. Like so secret handshakes? When they got to, like, the Minerva, basically, they were, like, showing their blood signs and shit. I guess. I don't... Or putting triangles out in public, you yeah, know? triangles. <laughs> uh, the, when they reached the rank of Minerva, that's when they were finally given, like, secret passwords and knowledge for the group at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not selling me on secret societies so far. No, it just sounds like a big old, like, sausage fest. Yeah, honestly. but people had less to do back then. I mean, you could read books, toil yeah. at your job, raise a- children if you're a woman. Basically, that's all you did. Because keep in mind, the group is only, like, they're only recruiting people that are, like, rich, docile, willing to learn males in mm-hmm. age th- 18 to 30. Like, what kind of group is this? This is a whole sausage fest, honestly. It's a frat. It is. It's a fraternity. So at this time, then Von Swack becomes number two of the group. While he's becoming number two, they they realize, him and and Weissop realize, okay, we don't really know what the hell we're doing. We're just recruiting people with a false promise of enlightenment ideas. Oh my God, who does that sound like? That sounds like us. We're just recruiting people. We're just trying to get you to listen to us. Of like, we'll learn things from the Beery Eerie podcast. Really, are you? No. At this point, you probably... You're just getting Have a laugh. Have you even made it to episode three this far? Probably not. This is going terrible, to be honest. No, it isn't. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great things for God and country. <laughs> uh, so Von Swack then talks to Weissop and he's like, hey, look, we don't really know what the fuck we're doing. We need to find like out. Us. <laughs> yeah. Like us. We need to find out, like, you know, rituals. Uh, we need to find out secret knowledge and stuff like that. That way we can get more recruits and we can get people to actually believe in us. Because there's an ancient order for this stuff, air quote. So, Swack convinces Weissop to join the Freemasons. Crazy. Isn't that what he always wanted to join? Like, I, I think w- so. I wish that I were rich enough to join the Freemasons. So I'll make my own secret society. Everybody pays $10, and now I can join the Freemasons. Oh, also now I'll take Freemason. your money. Yeah, it seems like a really like shady thing to do, but I, I guess it worked for him. Uh, Weissop joins the uh, Freemasons, and when he joins the Freemasons, guess what he finds? Um... Jack fucking shit. I wouldn't know. I'm just a simple woman. Simple. God, you're driving that gender card. Yes, I am. So, Weissop figures out, like, hey, I ain't learning anything new. I've already gone through all the novice ranks, and I'm at, the, like, the sergeant level at this point. And it isn't until Swack, who's on the outside doing research on his own, he gets approached, actually, by someone from the Freemasons who says, hey, actually, the Freemasons are based off of primitive and old religious styles. Mm-hmm. Which in my mind, I think we talked about a little bit. It, it kind of sounds like Christian mysticism and sure. like just old primitive Old Testament kind of stuff, right? So Swack finds this out and it's like, hey, so I found this this new information out. Maybe we should just join the Freemasons, and then we maybe if with more numbers we can find more stuff out. So, so like I, everybody joins. Yeah, everybody. We'll just infiltrate the Freemasons and cause our own fucking riot, right? Oh boy. <laughs> 
Secret societies fighting secret societies. So wh- Secretly. Secretly, but not very secretly. Oh, boy. So Wysop then informed his group that, hey, we're going to join the Great Lodge of Prussia. They, they end up infiltrating the whole lodge, and they become the majority of the lodge. They have one problem, though. They took over a lodge? They took over a whole lodge of the Freemasons. They, they just wanted a building. They they're, made- they're, they're exercising squatters' rights. Like, okay, now well, there's more of us now, and we live here, so this is ours. This is ours. You don't own this anymore. But they had one problem. The owner, or the headmaster, was a Freemason. A right, conservative Freemason. So what do they do? They convince him to retire. I was going to say, did they make him quit? Did they make him quit? Did they make him quit? (laughs) So he retires and leaves. And so now the whole Illuminati owns this, this great lodge of Prussia. And they decide to rename it. They rename it to the Good Council of Theodore. Or Theodore of the Good Council, or whatever they called it. I don't know remember exactly. I guess you probably couldn't go with, like, the secret Illuminati building that we took from the Freemasons. That's a little on the nose. That's a little long, too. It's a little bit... <laughs> yeah, probably. A little too much to say. <laughs> uh, they do this, so at the time, so then they can uh, flatter the High King. Keep that in mind. It'll come in handy later. Okay. <laughs> the High King. Got it. Cool. Yeah, because you can tell that I'm really super digging all of the this is special and secret and important okay sure it is so now that the illuminati now own this great lodge of of prussia they're trying to figure out okay how can we sprout subcells of the illuminati and make little children lodges basically that are illuminati based right so the problem is that they have to establish independence from the royal york great lodge so they go they go about by recruiting more people and so when they do that, they find a person by the name of Adolf Nietzsche, I think is how we agreed to pronounce that. Yeah. Yeah. Nietzsche? Yeah. Adolf Nietzsche is actually somebody in the Freemasons at this time, and he actually has the same objective as the Illuminati. He is like, I want to establish, you know, enlightenment ideas. I want to continue pushing out these ideas with people, but he's finding no success. He is constantly running into roadblocks. It's not until... Machizi D. Constanzo, who recruits him, that says, "Hey, by the way, you're kind of, you're kind of wasting your time. There's already a group here that's doing the exact same thing you're doing." Yeah. <laughs> so Constanzo, Constanzo arranges a uh, a meeting between Wysop and Nietzsche. So the head of the perfectionist, now the Illuminati, Wysop, is going to meet with Nietzsche because Nietzsche has a lot of the same ideas. So their friend is like, hey, you're trying too hard, buddy. There's already a group that's doing all this stuff. Exactly. So work smarter, not harder, is what I've learned. Exactly. Got it. So Nietzsche and Wysop meet up. Wysop's like, yes, I like your ideas. You know, you're ideal for us. However, and Nietzsche has a lot of connections inside and outside of the Freemasons. Mm -hmm. So Wysop likes him already right off the bat because he's got all these connections. And he goes, you know what? You can prove your worth. By recruiting more. Oh, good. When are we done recruiting here? You're never done recruiting. You're just recruiting more people for a stupid secret society. Well, you want their money. That's kind of the point. Isn't yeah. it like a pyramid scheme where you have to keep recruiting more and more people? Yes. Okay. That's all it is. <laughs> so Nij is like, all right, cool. I'll take that mission. And he goes out and goes and recruits. And he does a really good job at it. And he's telling all these people, like, hey, we've got a group here. It's a secret society. You know? Just letting them know on the DL, that's like... That's what secret societies do. They run around and they're like, hey, guys. Hey, guys. On the street. Hey, do you want to join a secret society? Take my business card. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> we have beer. 
<laughs> we do. The Beer Eerie Secret Society is going to have beer. <laughs> we should have a secret society. Let's just take a break now. Everybody, what should our what should our secret society be? Start thinking the Beer Eerie Secret Society. That's just so basic. It's just, <laughs> you're, you're the basic Charmin girl. <laughs> Dang it. You're a teepee hoarder. No, you're not I'm even not. teepee hoarding like good toilet paper. Charmin basic. Beer Eerie Society. So... Nish is doing a really good job at recruiting right here. And he, he's doing so well, but he has one big roadblock in his way. Wysop at this time is claiming that he's serving a higher authority than himself. Imagine that somebody who wants to be powerful claiming that they have divine authoritative power. We've never seen that in history. Never. 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 Um, but Wysop is definitely claiming to do that right now. Nish then is like, hey, if you're serving a higher authority, let me know so I can let my my guys know that I'm recruiting. I mean, I'm looking like a fucking idiot down here trying to tell all these people like, hey. Yeah, sitting on the street like, hey, you want to join a secret society? Come meet me in the back alley. But I don't know what really my secret society is about. So I just look like a fucking moron guy. Mm -hmm. Nish is persistent on this to Wysop. And Wysop finally gives up. And he finally sends a letter to Nish saying, hey, look. I'm not really serving anybody higher than me, and I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm a leader, but I'm a leader of an organization that I didn't fully think out. And I made up. Mm-hmm. And I've made own. it up, and it's not its not as special as I've made it out to be. Yeah. Imagine, imagine that. Nish, though, apparently has a very calm attitude towards this. And is like, okay, I can help you make these higher orders for you if you would like. I like your Nish voice. Yeah. I'll make weird. it better for you. Yeah. Sounds like Mickey Mouse. I'll help you out. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so Wysop is surprised by this and he's like wow somebody's actually willing to help me out okay Wysop then goes and advances him money so then Nish can travel to Wysop and they can start creating the higher authority of the order of the Illuminati you know what I'm learning here I'm learning that secret societies are made up that they don't it's know just the all made up uh, some of them might but this one didn't definitely didn't <laughs> definitely gonna, did not we're just gonna make stuff up and steal rights and figure stuff out exactly so, Nish travels to Wysop, and they start creating the new higher authority. On the 20th of January, 1782, Nish and Wysop finally reveal their new ranks. They have three parent groups, all right? Mm-hmm. First one, the nursery. Gross. Nobody wants to be there. The Here, I'm a part of the nursery. <laughs> Great. The nursery has three subcategories. The baby it. noobs. Noviciate, mm -hmm. basically novice, mm -hmm. the Minerval, and the Illuminatus Minor, which is, I, I think that one's a cool Those rank. all are various ranks of noobs. Continue. Yes, they really <laughs> are. They're the noobs. Then they stole ranks, so it took them like three years to make these ranks, and they stole some? Jeez. Uh, they're the Blue Lodge Grades, Mason ranks, which are the Apprentice. The Blue Diamond Noobs. Yes. Apprentice, Companion, and Master. They took those from the Freemasons. They literally infiltrated the Freemasons, took their building, and then took their ranks They're and made them a part of the Illuminati. Original. Original idea. These Copyright. are like achievements that you can achieve in like a video game. Like achievement unlocked, you're a noob. Here you go. Way achievement go, unlocked, guy. you're a noob plus. <laughs> noob plus plus. Yeah. Achievement <laughs> unlocked, now you're a blue diamond plus noob. Their last ranks though. Their last ranks are the sub-parent category of the Mysteries. The Mysteries, okay. <laughs> You're right. Which it has the Priest and the Prince as one, and the Mage and the King as the second. I want to be the Mage. I'm going to be the King, and you can be the Mage in my higher court. Okay, sweet. Okay, Beery Eerie, this is where you guys can come in. 
for our secret society, I want you guys to write us what you think our ranks should be. I think it should be baby noobs, blue diamond noobs, and then you can just pick some mythical creature once you're in the upper echelon of society. Like, I'm going to be... Pegasus. Yeah, unicorn. <laughs> I'm going to be a gnome. I'm yeah. Be gnome ultra plus supreme. I'm going to be the super giant spider in the, in the dark forest in Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm going to be the Balrog. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So with these new ranks. Achievement unlocked. New ranks. Icep and Nij now come up with a new recruiting policy. They're now looking after... They're looking at... Women? Uh, no. Ugh. Fuck women, obviously, in their eyes. Ugh. So they're looking at people that are of uh, great power in the Freemasons. People that can move a whole lodge at their own will, right? So they're looking for the head of the stake, controlling that, so then the oh body will follow. They're just... They're trying to take over the Freemasons, is all I'm hearing. Yes, they're just trying to make an easy way. Easy living. That's all they're doing. Easy living. We're just going to take over your lodge and have more lodges. Great. Exactly. They, they look after all these people, and it, honestly, the recruiting policy is very effective. They take their number from yeah, like... Yeah, here, give us money, and you can be a part of the secret society. It is. This is all a pyramid scheme. This is a pyramid scheme. It is a pyramid scheme. We'll give you secrets, and you can get Blue Diamond Noob if you join now. And then maybe you'll you'll upgrade to Blue Diamond Noob Noob Plus Plus. Wow. <laughs> People really like achievements, though. That's why video games are so popular. Yeah. Achievement unlocked, Blue Diamond Noob Plus Plus. They keep hooking me, video games. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, Ninja is very effective in this, and he takes the group from, like, 20 people to, like, 300. Wow. In a matter of, like, a year. He's doing really good at this, right? You should have tried harder. You gotta, those are rookie numbers. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pump those numbers up. Pump that shit up, bitch. <laughs> okay, so with these new numbers, they're, they're seeing widespread influence. They're in places like Warsaw, Pressburg, Tyrol, Milan, and Switzerland. They're we'll like, never go to Milan. No. Milan! <laughs> they're everywhere now. They're, they're starting to get in everyone's head now. By 1784, they're seeing numbers up in the 600s. So they're doing a really good job at boosting all their numbers up. But when you get big and powerful you start becoming in the in the sight of people that you don't want to be seen by right so he, yeah that's called getting a target on your back yep and they do that and they get in the eyes of the sight of the rosicrucians uh-oh the rosicrucians have the same kind of philosophy as the illuminati they're infiltrating the freemasons at this time right yeah but they're not they're not enlightenment thinkers no they're actually catholic they're like the establishment and order thinkers yes so the rosicrucians who are catholic start catching wind of the Illuminati who are Protestant. And, uh, yeah, and, and secular humanists. Well, yes. kind of, yeah. So they start conflicting, and they get into a huge conflict. Beefing over turf. Yes. So the Rosicrucians get get word of the, of the Protestant Illuminati, and at this point, they're like, how do we combat an organization like this who has the same objective as us? And is equally secret in that everyone knows about it. Got it. Moving on. So the Rosicrucians come up with an idea to hand out pamphlets on the behalf of the Illuminati that talk about anti-religious beliefs. Like, all together. Just say, we don't like religion, period. Okay. So it's a smear campaign. Again, another smear campaign. They should have just come out and said they were Satanists or something, and then people would be like, what, what, what? You can't, you can't be too radical. Well, <laughs> if this is this is a war over turf. With words. Yes. <laughs> 
So those words need to be harsh. I mean, at this point, you could just defame whoever you wanted, pretty much get away with it, right? I mean, I guess. They should have tried harder. The Rosicrucians, though, do really well at this little smear campaign, though. Great. And now the public eye is starting to see that the they think that the Illuminati is very anti-religion. On top of that, they're also going through an internal conflict. Wysopt and Nige actually start getting into a fight right now. Oh, no. Wysopt is very dictatorial, and he's like, I am the only thing that is here, right? And he wants to be very anti- Well, I mean, it's his club. It's his secret club. Like, I made the club. Right. It's my club. So now he's trying... He gave all his power to Nige, and now he's trying to take it back. He's like, okay, you have too much. I need it back. And he wants to be very anti-clerical. <laughs> so he he sees that he blessed off already on this, on this rank structure, but he sees priest in it now. Oh, so, yeah, priest. Yeah, priest. Oh, my gosh. So now Wysop's like, okay, we need rid of this priest rank because now we're now we're putting off a bad image. So he tells Nietzsche, hey, rewrite the rank structure without priest in it. But everybody's already working on their priest badge, like in Pokemon Go. Yes. They've been walking the block for for weeks. I need that achievement. I but, but my character sheet is statted to get priest level. Damn it, Wysop, if you don't let me get it, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, exactly. Well, Nietzsche has a bunch of choice words for Wysop whenever he tells him this. He says, Hey, look. Man, I've already made this rank structure. We told everybody that it's a quote-unquote ancient way that, hey, you can become a priest because that's the way this has always been. (laughs) Yeah, because the ancient society structure that we just made up has been here for all time. Yes. Hmm. That'll show him. (laughs) And Wysop Wysop doesn't like it. He's like, hey, why? No. We can get rid of it. So (laughs) My club, I say we get rid of the priest structure. (laughs) Exactly. So Wysop goes on a slander campaign of his own. He tells everybody that Nige made up all these rank structures. They are all made up. Newsflash. I mean, the best way to hide a lie is with a little bit of truth. (sighs) Secret societies are complicated. And he's not wrong. He's like, hey, look. And silly. Nige made this shit up, and this is stupid. There's no pre-structure. So everything that he did make up is right, except this part. (laughs) Nige made up a bunch of bullcrap for my secret society, and that's not how I want it anymore, so I'm going to change it. And he's a turd. So, Nobody listened to Nige. So Nige was like, fuck you. I'm going to make my own little campaign, and I'm going to tell everybody how I made up everything because you're stupid. So he goes about and tries to call Wysop out on his bullcrap, but nobody believes Nige at this point because Wysop's had so much slander on Nige. Also, he's the head of the society. <clears throat> yes. So nobody believes Nige. No one <laughs> even shows up to his little conference deal that he makes. This is just all drama. What I've learned today so far is that secret societies are all aliases and drama. It's a bunch of men acting like... A fun, fool. Like acting a fool. a fool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying something before I said something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so Nish doesn't get anywhere with this, so he he strikes a deal with Wysopt. He says, hey, look, and this is a shitty deal. I'm going to say it right out in the front. Nish says, hey, take back all the statements you said about me. You know I did all this for you. Just take it all back, and I'll give you all of what I've created for your secret society because you're a piece of shit and you don't know how to make a secret society on your own. I bet you anything he didn't say it that way. But he yeah. probably said it tactfully. <laughs> yeah, tactfully. Not like we would say, like, you're a piece of shit, so here, take all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop being mean to me, and here, you can have all the things that I made up, and then we're squaresies. Just stop slandering my good name. Exactly. Got it. So they agree upon the deal. Wysop takes back all this said. And Nige takes everything Okay, everyone, Nige isn't as big of a turd as I said. And also, he gave me all of his cool stuff. Exactly. So now I have all the secret knowledge. <laughs> Everybody stop hating on Nige because I say so. And, and Wysop runs with this, and he thinks he made out pretty good. Because his word's still out there. It's not like he can exactly take it back. 
you know, all he has is conversations where you can be like, yeah, when I said that, I was, oh, I was in the wrong mind. Don't worry about it. I was drunk. Secret society is, ugh. <clears throat> so, we got two things going against the Illuminati right now. The Rosicrucians and the whole internal battle. Yeah, infighting and outfighting. Strike number A lot of fighting. Strike number three is going to be the death blow, and that is... The Illuminati is so powerful now, and they're becoming everywhere. They're spreading everywhere that they in, they become a part of high society roles, like judges, lawyers, and stuff like that. Like high roles that they start being noticed more and more. This is why people are so upset about secret societies. They're like, oh, if you're in a position of power, you're a part of a secret society, and then you can get out of stuff. Guys, the only secret society is money, but we'll get back to that later. It is money. It is ultimately money. Yes. But anywho, the, the Illuminati is in such high power that they're they're letting people off on legal battles if they know that they're members of the same society. So they're just bumming around doing secret handshakes and showing the triangle to they're people? They're just flashing their triangles off at people and being like, yeah, bro, I'll let you off. Pop, pop. Wearing like a triangle ring, like, oh, me too, man, me, me too. Me, me too, bro. Yeah, I'm a triangle member. Yeah. I'm of the Diamond Noob Plus Plus Club. <laughs> I like our pyramid scheme. Yeah, well, I'm a mage. <laughs> I meet your mage by my Minerva. <laughs> I'm a Minerval Owl Plus Plus. 10,000. Yeah. So when they get into these high powers like this, they're actually becoming more noticeable. And it actually catches the attention of... Charles Theodore? Charles Theodore. That is the name. Charles Theodore... I was reading Ethan's notes, you guys. Charles Theodore the Elector is who they catch the notice of. And Charles Theodore at this time is the monarch of Germany and uh, the Germanic areas. So is he just, like, sad that he's not a part of the secret society? Probably, but I can't confirm. Like, nobody invited me, you guys. Where was my secret handshake? I want triangles. I want to be named Thunderhawk 28. Yeah. (laughs) I want a secret name. So Charles Theodore catches wind of this, and he's like, all right, enough's enough, right? He passes a law on March 2nd, 1785, outlawing all secret societies to include the Freemasons, the Rosicrucians, and the Illuminati. Well, kind of seems, one, like it would be hard to enforce. Two, that it didn't work, since I definitely know that Freemasons are still a thing. I wonder how this would have affected Hogdi. Probably the Hermetic would, Order yeah. of the Golden Dawn. You know what? Nobody can tell them what to do because they, were, they weren't even around right now. So, well, they were not. They were in the 1800s, but go on. Charles Theodore ended up outlawing them, and which caused Weissup to like flee the country of Germany and Austria. And he got out of, he got out of town. He was like, fuck this. I ain't going to die for this crap. They ended up finding all of his documentation, and they seized it. They even went to Von Swack's estate, and they seized all his property for his... Von Swack, the other recruiter. Yeah, the second in command. Everybody's everybody's stuff's getting seized. And the government basically took over, right? Great. So where's the order now? Did the order just die? Yep. Did the order Spoiler just... Spoiler alert. Did the order just bury itself more into, into the ground? Okay, here's, here's what I think. Here's my theory, y'all. It died. There it is. That's it? it? That's 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 all you're going with. It doesn't exist anymore. It's not real. No, you don't get to have that opinion. I can have whatever opinion I want. Nope. I said no. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, a lot of people like to think that the Illuminati went underground, and now they are part of a a, a conglomerate of conspiracy theories, or secret societies, if you will, and they now form... You can't see it, but I'm rolling my eyes as hard hard as I've ever rolled them before. The Illuminati and the conglomerate now form the New World Order. Uh, and Kevin Nash is their president. Is it really? Oh, the wait. wrestler? 
<laughs> Sorry, that's that's the wrong New World Order. Sorry, my bad. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, uh, the New World Order is actually, uh, they, they, they think that they are involved in many different things in the political scheme. They think that they uh, instated the 1912 Federal Reserve. Okay. Yeah, they control <laughs> all the money for America. That's right. They don't. They think that they're in charge of many different things, like they think that they're in charge of uh, population control. Nope. Mind control. Nope. Grand surveillance. Nope. Well, that's just the government in general. Still a big nope. Patriot Act. <laughs> well, again, that's, that's the government. Yeah. You know, there's people that are said to be a part of the New World Order, like Jay-Z, because he made out this album, the Rockefeller album. So? It's got a huge triangle on it. What does that mean? Okay. It means it's his logo. Okay. It has nothing to do with it. The, the, the eye on the back of the $1 bill, the triangle, that is not a thing. It is supposed to represent, according to my research, God watching over everybody. That's that's the eye. Just Okay, just triangles existing in the wild do not mean the Illuminati is watching over you. Because they're not. Because why would they? Because nobody cares. You know who was a Freemason? Lots of people. George Washington. That doesn't mean he was Illuminati. It doesn't they're mean... Diff- they're different organizations. Wait a minute. Flipping your argument, does that mean he wasn't Illuminati? Yes, it means he wasn't no. Illuminati. No! If he's a part of the Freemasons, it is a possibility that he was an Illuminati member. I disagree wholeheartedly. Well, we can agree to disagree on yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Well, um, New World Order is a thing, and it could... Well, it's not really a thing. It could be a thing. You already you know? conceded, everybody. It's not really a thing. Now, okay... I've been taking this side of, like, you know, the conspiracy theories are real. But I will say this. I do think that there are underlying puppet masters that are controlling the political scheme, whether you think so or not. That part's probably true, but I don't think it's the Illuminati. Back when I used to teach, my students would run around saying Illuminati for everything. And that was before I even knew what the Illuminati was. And I just thought they'd seen, like, a YouTube video, which they probably had. That's probably all that they know, but they would run around just yelling Illuminati for everything, and... Illuminati! Illuminati! (sighs) La la la! Just secret societies. Yeah, a bunch of sausage fest. It's a sausage festival of nonsense. Well, if if they are a part of the New World Order, at least you know that they're not stuck in their sausage fest ways. I mean, they think Beyonce is a part of it. Well, that's good. Finally, they're letting in women. See, so now you're a part of it. Well, now that, you're that. That is not how this works. I'm pretty sure you have to be initiated into a secret society. You can't just look at somebody and be like, "You're a part of the Illuminati now." You made a triangle with your hands. You, you fell in a certain way that made a triangle with your arm and your leg. So what you're, you're trying to tell me, essentially, and this is the sum up, I guess, is that the Illuminati was in a was a real organization that existed, and made up achievement unlocked little levels that you can be a part of to learn secret knowledge because that's what secret societies are about. Secrets. You get the biggest hair because your hair is full of secrets. And then when your secret levels are the highest, you can be a mage or a king or a priest or whatever. Where did hair come from? It's it's from Mean Girls. Her hair is so big because it's full of secrets. What the fuck? The secret society was supposed to infiltrate the Masons so that they could steal buildings and gain more power and steal rituals from the Freemasons so they could seem more legitimate as a secret organization. But now that secret society that fell apart due to infighting as well as literal edicts that came down and said, you can't exist anymore. You're trying to tell me that this drama llama organization 
which was outlawed, is behind everything today. Yes. No. I just, you did not, I, I remain wholly unconvinced and disdainful. Well, I will say this. If you have an opinion. Which I definitely do. <laughs> if our listeners have an opinion. Oh, right. Because that's who we're about. If you have an opinion, let us know. Shoot us an email. Or leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, guys. Is the Illuminati behind everything? Or is it just an organization that died in 1782 or whenever? 1787? Yeah. Like I think. Let me know. Send us an email at beery.eerie at gmail.com. Or shoot us a little comment on our Facebook page or Twitter. Or Instagram. Yeah, we're on all of those. Yes, also, we would really appreciate it if you would send us your spooky or scary stories to any of those because we would like to start sharing spooky or scary stories with you all. Yep. Period. Period. That was the end of that <laughs> sentence, I guess. We want to share your stories, especially those around Kansas City area. Also, leave us a review. Please, if you, if you have iTunes... Please leave us a star rating or review. I know that you guys get this from like YouTube and any other podcast that you listen to, but they really do matter in terms of will you be seen or recognized or popular? And how can we become the Beery Eerie Secret Society if we don't pump our numbers up? I feel like that's really the lesson that we've learned here today. We need to recruit more Beery Eerie followers to the Secret Society. Exactly. So it's no longer a secret that only our family listens to. <laughs> Seriously, our family and co-workers. Right? <laughs> That's about it so far. And and seriously, though, we, we do want to recognize people that are, are legitimately listening and hanging out with us. So. Yes, we want to give shout-outs. I'm so excited to hear from you. I can't wait until people start emailing us their stories and, like, want to hang out and, you know, share their experiences. That's That's what I'm all about. So, with that said, make sure for the next month and a half and for the rest of your life that you wash your hands. COVID-19 is a real thing. It is, okay? Also, send us your ideas for what you want us to cover next. Whatever topic that is on your mind that you're like, you know what? I can't leave my house, but Ethan and Allison can figure it out for me, and we will do it. Yes. We will We will do all the research that we possibly can. We have time to research it. We do. I think everybody does, but I think we're the ones that are going to really lock it down and present it to you. Exactly. In so a fun and entertaining, hopefully, way. Send us your idea. I think next week we talked about, was it Divine Intervention? We might do Divine Intervention. Yes. So stay tuned for that, and it'll mm -hmm. be uh, eerie. Hopefully. With a bunch of beeries. Definitely a bunch of those. Lots of beeries. Or tea or wine or whatever you prefer. We're like three in before we even start recording, so. You gotta get your fluids, man. You gotta get your <laughs> fluids. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening this week. We love you.